Sparks were flying in the Oval Office yesterday between Trump, Pelosi and Schumer. All the details on that in a moment. A bombshell in the Michael Flynn indictment. New details have emerged about the dirty tactics used by the FBI to basically trap Michael Flynn into lying to investigators. We'll get to all of that on camera in the Oval Office. President Trump debating Chuck and Nancy about funding a wall. And the Democrats are so disingenuous on this. All they care about is preventing Trump from fulfilling his campaign promise of building a wall. The biggest takeaway of this, this is an unbelievable shouting match in a sense between them. And the, the biggest takeaway is President Trump is clearly ready to shut down the government if they don't fund his wall. He's threatened it in the past, but this is different. He almost cannot back down. There he is on live television in front of the world saying he's going to shut down the government because if that's what needs to be done for the sake of border security. And it's like Chuck and Nancy. They have no argument. There's nothing. What can they say? We're not going to give you a wall because we don't want you to fulfill your promise. They say it's waste. We'll get to the details here. But the beauty of this is that I, I thought about the past, right? President Trump, he has signed budgets before that did not fund a wall. And you remember back when he delayed moving the embassy, he promised he'd move the embassy to Jerusalem. And then he kept delaying and delaying. And we questioned. It wasn't that long in retrospect, but it seemed like it took a while. And eventually he said, enough's enough. We're getting this thing done, fulfilling my promise. Same thing with the Iran nuclear deal, by the way. You remember that he kept coming across the deadlines and he would have these arguments with his own advisors saying, I've got to fulfill my promise. We've got to get out of this Iran deal. And they said, Mr. President, not a good idea. And eventually he does come around. So this is his last shot here at getting border wall funding. And I believe that he's serious. Now, here's a quote from Chuck Schumer right there on camera. And they were just pandering to the cameras. They don't care about winning the debate. They don't care about the American people. All they want, they were speaking directly to the cameras, Chuck and Nancy. All they want to do is is, is boast, is boost their own, their own agenda. That's it. That's what it's all about. So here's a quote from Schumer. Experts say you can have border security without a wall, which is wasteful and ineffective. So a couple of things. Number one, who are these experts exactly? Let's look at the border. It's a total mess. It's a disaster. And President Trump said they've they've nabbed 10 terrorists here in recent months. Terrorists actually coming across the border. They come from the Middle East and come across the Mexican border. Not to mention the gangs, the drugs, the violence. Who are these experts who say that you can have? Obviously, it's not working. What are the experts saying? Well, you have to do something. Obviously, the current situation isn't working. So what is Chuck talking about? And then he says it's wasteful. I love it. You know how it's wasteful. Suddenly, the Democrats are concerned about waste. We spend $2 trillion every single year on social programs. But a tiny fraction of that to actually have a wall protecting the country, that is suddenly wasteful. And it's ineffective. Yeah, how? What could possibly be ineffective? Nobody's saying it'll solve the problem, but it's a wall. People are sneaking in. This is going to be a big wall that people cannot get across. I don't even. There is no argument. They have made no argument whatsoever. So Trump keeps talking about border security, and Pelosi and Schumer they keep diverting, distracting, and try to talk about. Of shutting down the government. Oh, you, Trump, you're going to shut down the government. We have bipartisan support. They're blaming Trump for shutting down the government. You'd think he already shut it down. He has not. And by the way, a shutdown is not 
really a very big deal. Uh, no, they have actually, the Republicans strategically have funded a lot of the government through next year. So it's only going to be a partial shutdown. And, you know, I don't even know if the national parks are going to be affected. So there is no argument here. They are living in an alternate reality where somehow building a border wall is not a good thing. And it's clear. All they care, when they say, Mr. President, shut down the government, all they really care about is, Mr. President, we are not going to give you your signature campaign promise. Essentially, what they're saying is, we'll throw the country under the bus. You know, I mean, look at the caravan right now. Look at the, there is so much of a mess. Not that the border wall will solve every problem. But by the way, President Trump, he didn't mention this in the Oval Office, but at least the part that, you know, we've seen. But Trump essentially is offering them almost any deal they want to make when it comes to DACA, when it comes to immigration reform. Trump is willing to give them an awful lot in return for his wall. And yet they simply will refuse. They refuse. They will not. It doesn't matter what they get. You remember last time there was a shutdown. Chuck Schumer had Mexican protesters outside of his house, literally, because they blamed Schumer because he refused to deal on DACA. Now DACA has been a little bit more protected by the courts. But Trump and Pelosi have a chance right now to get a lot of their own agenda passed when it comes to immigration reform. Trump will give them a DACA deal. And yet they refuse to give him the wall because they literally will throw their own constituents under the bus if it means somehow defeating President Trump. I mean, it, you, it's it's astonishing stuff. You cannot make it up. Lindsey Graham, and again, we told you this, he has become such a big Trump supporter. He says, quote, great job sticking to your guns on border security, Mr. President. You are right to want more border security funding, including wall money. They are wrong. Wrong is in all caps. Put DACA on the table, table and make them say no to the wall and DACA. So Lindsey Graham nailed it here. You know, Trump did a good job in the Oval Office, but he could have done better. Don't just talk about, you know, he said, I'll take the blame for shutting down the government. No, you should be putting the blame on them. It's on the Democrats because you're giving them everything they could ever ask for. And you're saying, give me $5 billion, which is, a t I know it sounds like a lot, but it's a tiny, tiny drop in the bucket compared to all these programs the Democrats spend on. And yet they refuse. We will. We want to beat Trump, even though we're sacrificing national security, and our own constituents, our own Democrat voters. By the way, Trump also threatened yesterday to have the military build the wall. He says that he's open to using military funding because after all, this is an issue of national defense. Terrorists are getting through. And there are Republicans in the Senate who are actually supportive of Trump's uh, option there to use military funding to build a border wall. Okay, uh, somebody called, left me a message saying he was disappointed that we didn't have a quote from Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> one of these humorous, entertaining quotes. And look, folks, I don't make up the quotes. You know, if she says something and I think that it's newsworthy or I think that it's going to be a little bit of fun, I'll report the quote, you know, but I'm not actually going to manufacture. Unlike some other news outlets, I like to stick to something called the facts. So, you know, if Ocasio-Cortez doesn't give me a quote. There isn't really much I can do. I'm sorry that you were disappointed. I was disappointed too. All right, follow us on Twitter to get all the latest updates, including quotes from Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Politics Zone, and you can text 40404. Uh, follow space at symbol the Politics Zone. President Trump's approval rating, his daily tracking approval numbers are 49%, back up to 49%, according to Rasmussen. And that's despite, you know, all the Mueller stuff that's been going on. Mueller's been very busy last few days with Michael Cohn, Flynn, you know, Manafort. The, the, he's ready to pounce here. 
And yet, you know, imagine, imagine what Trump's approval numbers would be if he didn't have 90 percent negative coverage from the mainstream media. I mean, it'll be through the roof and he manages to do very well even without that. All right. As I said, shocking revelations here in the Michael Flynn case. This is from a column written by Byron York, the conservative columnist. But this actually comes directly from the FBI's version, how they got Michael Flynn to lie to them. So this is uh, unreal. This is surreal. It's January 24th, four days after Trump takes office back in 2017. Michael Flynn, it turns out, had conversations with the Russian ambassador to the U.S., Kislyak, And the FBI knew about that, but Flynn was unaware that the FBI knew. Now, Flynn did nothing wrong speaking to the Russian ambassador. It was totally legitimate, totally legal. And in fact, it's not uncommon for incoming officials to do that, White House officials to do that. And yet, Andrew McCabe, our old friend Andrew McCabe, he says to Michael Flynn, he said, listen, we have to talk because you had conversations with Russians. We have to get the details because of, you know, the controversy going on with Russia collusion. So here's what they told Michael Flynn. They said, it's better if you don't have a lawyer present. And they said, listen, if you don't, if you want a lawyer, we're going to have to get the DOJ involved. It's going to be very complicated. But it's better to just not have a lawyer present. We'll just come in and we'll just talk, talk it out with you without a lawyer. So Michael Flynn agreed and they didn't remind him before they talked. They wanted him to be very relaxed and not guarded. So they didn't remind him ahead of time that, oh, by the way, if you lie to federal investigators, you're committing a felony. Now, Michael Flynn is going to be sentenced here coming up on the 18th uh, for the crime. He pled guilty lying to federal investigators. That was Andrew McCabe. So they set the whole scene up. They made it seem like, hey, listen, we're buddies, we're friends. He thought they were allies. And it turns out they were trying to lull him into a false sense of security to get him to lie. Now, I, yeah, I obviously don't condone Michael Flynn lying. He should not have lied. There's no question about that. You know, But in his brain for a minute, in his mind, you know, it's like, what is it their business? They didn't make it seem like, listen, we're coming to investigate you because we want to prosecute Trump. They made it sound like, listen, things are messy right now. A lot of people are wondering about Russia collusion. So let's just kind of have a conversation. You'll give us your version of the facts. And he, you know, he, they actually have this meeting in the White House. The whole thing seemed extremely casual and informal. And they specifically set it up that way to get him relaxed. And they basically said to him, if you want to get the DOJ involved, get your lawyer. That'll get all complicated. But they made him think that, you know, this way he could kind of have a conversation. They can kind of fulfill their obligation at the DOJ and they can move on. So they trapped him. They destroyed his career 30 years with the military and they did it to sabotage Trump. And by the way, at that point, before McCabe even interviewed Flynn, they already had recordings of the conversations he had with the Russian ambassador. They already had it. They had wiretapped the Russian ambassador's phone. So they knew what Flynn had done, yet they didn't tell him that because they wanted to get him to lie about it. Now, why ask him that question? If you already know he had the conversation, why do you ask him, did you have the conversation with the Russian ambassador? It's clear because they were trying to set a perjury trap. There's no other reason to ask a question that you already know the answer to and not tell the person you're asking, oh, by the way, we already know this. What's even more incredible is that Andrew McCabe is a criminal. It's been recommended by the DOJ that Andrew McCabe be indicted or by the inspector general, Andrew McCabe be indicted for lying to investigators. Exactly what he lured Michael Flynn to do. Andrew McCabe did himself regarding the Hillary investigation. Flynn is being indicted. He was the national security advisor and they came into the White House and trapped him into lying and uh, and Andrew McCabe did the same thing. And yet so far, you know, there's a grand jury, but so far, 
Andrew McCabe has not been indicted. The double standard is beyond comprehension. It's so outrageous. The DOJ protects its own. Rosenstein, McCabe, Comey, Mueller, even Jeff Sessions. Look at what they do. They do everything they can to protect other intelligence officials. The intelligence community, they stick together like glue. And yet Michael Flynn, anybody who has any connection with President Trump, they will play as dirty as they need. They will do. They will literally resort to every dirty, nasty tactic in the book to try to get President Trump or any of his White House officials uh, to, to, to commit a crime. And they manufactured. Flynn did nothing wrong without the investigation. The investigation happens. They have a conversation. That gets him to lie. And boom, suddenly he committed a crime. How many of these crimes have we seen manufactured by these investigations? Again, not condoning it. I don't know why he did it. And he was clearly wrong to do it. But there's no question that the DOJ, they will figure out a strategy. They sit there waiting to trap one uh, Trump uh, ally after the next, getting them to commit a crime. And ultimately, it's all about trying to push Trump out of office. Right, we're going to keep an eye on all the details. A four-year-old in Gaza has died after being wounded by an Israeli bullet. This is, according to Hamas, uh, this four-year-old was at the border on Friday at these riots, these protests at the border, if you believe Hamas's version of this, this four-year-old was hit. It's not clear if the bullet hit him directly or if it was some sort of shrapnel. It was shrapnel, so they don't know if the bullet hit him directly or if it ricocheted, but it was a bullet shrapnel, and he succumbed to his wounds and died. Now, whoever brought this, it goes without saying, whoever brought this four-year-old to the border has blood on their hands. How could you possibly bring a four-year-old child to the border? And there's no question they do it for the propaganda. It's almost like they want this type of thing to happen so that then it can go and uh, they can give it, give Israel this bad media coverage. And yet, you know, the headlines are about how an Israeli military bullet killed this four-year-old boy. They don't mention who brought the boy to the border and the fact that this is clearly their responsibility. Uh, Australia has announced they are going to move their embassy to Jerusalem, so add them to the list. Very exciting. Somebody asked me, a listener called in and said, what's the problem? I have a problem that Hillary paid for a dossier. You know, I said that Trump had a moral obligation to find out if there was Russia, if there was dirt on Hillary being delivered by the Russians. Trump had a moral obligation to let the country know why shouldn't Hillary have the same obligation when it comes to funding the Steele dossier to get dirt on Trump. And you're 100% right. I have no problem whatsoever. I want to be clear here with Hillary funding the, the, the Steele dossier. You know, Hillary has every right and, and every campaign does it. But the, the and, and in fact, you know, she colluded. She colluded uh, in a certain sense with foreign agents who uh, you, who, who, who were tr to, to, to meddle in the election. That's essentially what happened. But the problem here is with the FBI. You know, and, and, and again, I have no problem with that. She colluded. Trump colluded. It's called running a campaign these days. I'm not saying it's the best practice in the world, but it's that's how, that's the reality. My problem is that the FBI, James Comey, Rod Rosenstein, McCabe, a bunch of people, higher echelons at the FBI, used the Steele dossier despite the, despite the fact that it was fabricated, despite the fact that it was opposition research. They used it to spy on Carter Page. They used it 
to basically launch this this full-scale investigation against President Trump when he was a candidate, when he was the president-elect, and as president. You cannot use opposition research uh, to run, uh, to, to, to investigate your political opponents and basically to run the country. Uh, that's my issue. But as far as Hillary funding it, you're right, I have no problem with that at all. Finally, uh, President Trump has asked the Supreme Court to rule on his new asylum ban President Trump placed a ban on anybody seeking asylum who crosses in between ports of entry, instead, which is illegal, instead of uh, waiting in, in line at the port. And that has been overturned, of course, of course, by these lower leftist courts. So President Trump has asked the Supreme Court to look at that case and to overturn the lower court's ruling, which has blocked his asylum ban. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.